You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Social distancing. A concept that some members of The Dan Patrick Show have been practicing for years. Uh, I remember this girl going, gross, get away from me. (laughs) Some members of the show struggle giving people personal space. I think we all need to hug as often as possible during the breaks, after the show, before the show. Never with you. Ever. But with recent events, it's important to remember that the Dan Patrick Show is available with no human interaction. None. No. No. So listen on your radio, via podcast, or even YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. A safe place to go. Dan Patrick. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. Temporarily not working from home or the studio. Basically, what I'm saying is Dan Patrick is off today. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Studios in Los Angeles. In for Dan Patrick. Uh, Hey, I want to thank you guys for filling in, too. The reaction has been great. Is Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb. Greetings and welcome inside the Dan Patrick Show here at Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. In for Dan and the Danettes, and right away, Doug, I got to say, you and I are sitting about, how far apart do you say we are? Mm, about four and a half, five Four and a half feet. Is that good enough? Is that, are we okay, you think? You, I, I guess. You just moved You just moved away from me a little yeah, bit more I, after I, I, I said want, that. You know, like, Twitter hates me enough. I don't need, need to hate them, or just, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's such a weird existence. Yeah? Weird existence. Like, to wake up on a weekend day when you're a parent. Of of kids that are active, mm-hmm. and to have and be active yourself, and have nothing to do, is at some point freeing. And then you're like, okay, I have nothing to do. I have no excuses for not cleaning the garage, which has been done twice. Good, good. Um, you know, there's a guy I ran into at Home Depot yesterday. But first, just the idea that you'd go to go to Home Depot, and then you'd wait in line to get into Home Depot. Right? You got to space you out of. Which, like, the whole idea of Home Depot is big enough, you can put an army in there, and, no one, and you can still play hide-and-seek, and people wouldn't find you, right? Yeah, Target, they just let you go, right? Hey, come on in, come on in, you're good, come on in, come and on And then, in. Um, having a conversation with my friend, who, there's, we are standing in line, there's X's, right, six feet beyond, so there's uh, a couple in between me and this guy and his son. So it's six feet to me to those people, then six more feet. So he's 12 feet away and we're having a conversation back and forth, completely ignoring the person that's in between us, by the way. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to paint my house. Which sounds like the most boring project ever. And then I was like, you know, okay, I guess if you have time, right, you Mm got to go over everything. I mean, the, you lived in Connecticut. I remember like the biggest waste of expense ever is like every five or six years, you got to paint your house. Oh, the weather. Sure. And the, and the, um, and the estimates you get are all over the map. Like one guy would be like 25 grand. The next guy would be like five grand. And you're like, wait, how is it possible? It's just <laughs> all about labor, right? How much you're going to charge for labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're saving all that money. If you're painting at your house self, but you're painting your house yourself. That's where we are. We're watching old games on TV we're all collectively watching a really bizarre Netflix documentary series, Tiger King. And we have all, people are taking suggestions. Their adults are TikToking. Like the, the world, we have not gone mad just yet. We're really close. Yeah. Who knew 
Tiger King was the show that was going to get everybody through self-quarantine. First I mean, two really. weeks of it, yes. I mean, people, who, who knew? Now, you haven't seen it yet, That was right? it. No, I've, been, I've seen the... Look, we're streaming a lot of stuff right now, on, and that's what the weekend is, right? You know, Because Zoe's still going to school during the week on Zoom, doing Zoom lessons in the morning and everything. It's been going really well. But, you know, look, what else is there to do? So we're streaming, watching a lot more TV than... Uh, than we expect but it's it's fun because we're getting to watch some shows that i told her ah, maybe we'll wait a little bit for you to watch like we we binge the entire three years of stranger things because i told her i said you need to be a little bit older for that but she wanted to do it watch it great we love it we have arguments all the time now uh, 11 okay so i finally say 11 said i did there 11 stranger things love yeah. like we have arguments all the time but who the best character on the show is she goes oh it's 11 i go no steve steve's the best oh dad steve's awful then in the middle of the first season she goes Oh, now I get it. I go, yeah, Steve's the best. All these arguments. And then my wife and I are like, all right, what are we going to watch? Start watching at night when there's nothing to do after she goes to bed. And we watch the the big teaser for Tiger King because everybody's talking about it. And I watch it and I go, this looks like one of those fake shows that Saturday Night Live would used to do the, the bits on. And it'd be like, this can't be real. This can't be real. This guy keeps tigers and there's this arch enemy and somehow... It, her, his, her husband died, and there's r- ridiculous circumstances, and he's a country singer, and he's not really singing the songs. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm just watching the trailer, and I don't get it. Um, I think you have to watch it because it's it's one of those things. I cannot believe this is the first I've ever heard of it. Right? That's really I can't believe all this stuff. And, and, you know, to an extent, we're all pride, part of our own kind of subculture. Like, I know that as sports fans, we think everybody knows everything about sports, but we just don't. They just don't. Everybody kind of has their thing. It's like, I've, I've had a discussion with a lot of people. 180 million people watch the Super Bowl, right? I think so, total. Okay, let's just say 180 million. You know, there's over 100 million people on broadcast TV, then let's just throw in 75 million otherwise, right? Mm. 180 million or so. There's 350 million people in this country. Do you know a single soul that doesn't watch the Super Bowl? No. Right? But these people exist. Yeah. People like the Tiger King. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah. But in like uh, probably 349 million people had no idea that this stuff exists. These stories existed in Tampa, in Myrtle Beach, in Ohio, in, uh, in Winniewood, Oklahoma. Um, but you're getting a, a glimpse at a very interesting subculture that you're like, there's no way it's real. And you're like, yes, this actually is real. And then it like whips in all these other stuff, you know, there's homosexuality. There's, there's, uh, what's it called? Polygamy. There's, I mean, just the, the sale of, of these beautiful, incredible animals, which, you know, kind of gets lost in most of the story, right? That, I mean, just the whole thing is fascinating and and then there's the your every story you've ever heard your lifetime there's a good guy right you spend the entire series going there's no good guys everybody's bad that's what you basically take away because you know I watch Sons of Anarchy right and they're not there were no good guys there were only less but, bad guys but, but than, that than is in a the other TV show. show oh sure yeah this, this is, is reality a re- yeah. this is a reality <laughs> show reality sure show. it's crazy. You know, the funny thing is, and this is this is a fun thing to to get into, is that now, well, look, we're coming off a weekend. This is the second week of all our self-quarantines, right. right? Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes today. And 
what all the networks have been defaulting to broadcast are, hey, here we're going to show you some classic games. Right, that's kind of what we're getting here. We're going to get the here's the 2012 Final Four. Here is the 2016 Women's Final Four game. Uh, here is you know Fox is putting on Super Bowls now every Sunday for the next month from the past 15 or 20 years, and it's like we're defaulting to classic games. Right, that uh, let's put on to get classic games on. And I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like. That's not quite the pulse of of us right now in in society. I don't mean just because of 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 our you know self quarantine with coronavirus. It's more that you know any of these games. These I I can see highlights of. I I can watch them if I want to see the final shot made in the twenty fourteen national championship game. I can go look at that. You know I, I I can go see Chris Jenkins shot if I want to anytime. I I can go see this whole game if I want to anytime. But I, I'm not going crazy going to watch the old games that are on because a lot of them I can see anytime like I feel like if you really want to show me old games like give me a broadcast like the 1974 Super Bowl let me see Super Bowl 5 you know, let me see it in its entirety what the broadcast was like and how big the players were and 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 what the what the whole flow of the game was like and, and you know give me just give me random games give me give me a random game from 1974 you know give me a random NBA game from 1967 thank god you're not programming that you know that's something i would like to go see. i would like yeah, to see I, i'm i'm just jason i love you uh, i do not i normally you do a great job of speaking for the everyman i, I there there's no there's no statistical I I don't I'd be interested to see how many people watch these games. It feels like people are watching the old games, and it's a little bit like watching the um, uh, it, uh, uh, Will Ferrell movies. When, okay. when I was at when when I was at the other place, I never forget. Will Ferrell was I think is when he I think it was when Semi Pro first came out, and he was doing Sports Center. He was doing the whole car wash. And it was on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. I think it was Sunday morning he came in to do early sports center. And me and uh, Tom Brennan were working together. This is the Vermont coach. Yeah. And Don't bring up his name ever again. And so uh, TB and I, we go in, and there used to be one kind of little tiny green room there. And there was never anything free, no free food. And this thing had food, granted cafeteria food, but it was food out the wazoo. Clearly was not for us. So we walk in there, we're not touching anything. And these guys come in, they couldn't have been more enjoyable. It's Will and all of his guys. And so I said, hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, you, they're joking. They're like, you only get one, one question. <laughs> so I said, Will, how come your movies are better the second, the third, the fourth time you see them? And they all started laughing. And like, that's a good question. He's like, the answer, we call it layering. I go, what do you, what's layering? It's like, well, layering is we just throw everything we can at each scene. We shoot it a bunch of different times, just try and make each other laugh, whatever. The first time you're watching a movie, you're watching the movie. You know, you're looking for, you know, you're like your mind works to where you're trying to figure out what's going to happen next and you're reacting to a scene. Whereas now that you know kind of how it turns out, you actually enjoy all the byplay, all the little things going on in the background, all the funny stuff that we've tried, that we've thrown in there, we decide this is the funniest stuff. And so you pick up on a whole lot more. That's how people are watching these games. I think twofold. One, you have athletes watching sports for the first time ever. Most guys don't watch sports. Most guys who play don't watch their own sport. 
They just don't because they're playing their own sport. And if they're watching tape, they're watching tape of themselves or their opponent. They don't watch TV copies of games. They don't sit down and watch like uh, Derek Jeter is famous for never watching another baseball game. Right. Mm -hmm. Ever. And now these guys have a chance to watch it. So for the athletes themselves, it's pretty cool. Like they're actually watching like this is what a fan sees. This is what it's like. And some of the things that they forgot in games they played in. Or things about games that they didn't know that they just watch. Like everybody else just watches stuff in highlights. We don't watch the actual games anymore. And these games are all, you've taken away the commercials and you sped them up. So you took away the boring stuff. You know, the pregame show, the postgame show. It's just game, game, game. But the second part is, and this is as a sports fan, I think because we know the outcome, even though that's not in doubt, it's all the things that led to the outcome just like in these uh, in Will Ferrell movies, you pick up on more. You're like, oh, I totally forgot about that call. I forgot about this foul. I forgot that Rick Pitino, who he chose to play and who he chose to sit, you know, um, in the 97 game that was on yesterday. People forgot that Gordon Hayward missed a little runner on the possession before he missed the half-court shot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he actually did. So all of these things, um, I think you pick up on when you're watching them now. See, I think it's different when you're watching a sporting event versus when you're watching a movie to entertain yourself because you know, hey, Caddyshack is on. I've seen it a million and one times. I'm going to watch it a million and two times because I get it. I know know the jokes that are coming. When I'm watching a a sporting event, I'm ready for the outcome. And if it's an outcome that I've seen already, I, I don't know that inherently I enjoy going back as much to having to watch it. Whereas if I'm looking to watch something now, give me a sports documentary. Because that's the big rage yeah, now, right? But, but, Give me but, a sports doc. Because I don't know, I don't know anybody that I've talked to that says missing sports, missing sports. That said, oh, I watched the '96 uh, NCAA championship game the other day. But I said, tell me, you know what? I watched, uh, you know, sports doc. I watch. I'm watching Cheer, and Cheer is so awesome. I, I have more I, people but, telling but, me that that are watching than are watching the old games. No, listen, I I've, I've wa- I watched Cheer. I thought it was really good as well. Um, you, one, you can do both. You got plenty of, again, you got plenty sure, of time. Sure, there, there is time to do that. But yes. I, I, dis, I, I, one, I disagree because here, here's the deal. You've been doing this a long time. So have I, but so you've watched all these games. You've watched them all. You actually watched them. Most people didn't. Most people are full of it. They don't actually, oh yeah, I watched, you watch the game? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched it. They did not watch the game. <laughs> they didn't watch the game. They didn't, you know, like, like all those Super Bowls from my childhood where they were blowouts in the first half. Do you remember, like, I remember a couple of plays, right? I remember the Marcus Allen run. Mm-hmm. I remember that, that when the, when the Niners had, was like, it was Timmy Smith or whatever, who had like over 200 yards. Redskins, rushing, yeah. Right. Like I remember bits and pieces, but I don't remember the games because I wasn't paying attention. You paid attention because it's been your job for, how many years have you been doing this? Oh, a long time now. Uh, is this 16? Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm about the same in terms of how long I've done it. But I also can't say that I've actually paid as much attention to every game and every sporting event, whereas that's how you you watch sports like a you're a sports reporter, national host, you know, where you're watching every single play of it. I don't think most people have experienced it that way. And now they are because they got time. Right. One, there's no commercials to slow it down. And two, there's not any they got they had nothing to do. But again, are they are they going back to watch or are they just saying, Oh yeah, no, no, I watched that Super Bowl. Just I like think the you'd first be time surprised around. at how many people because they don't have anything else to do are like, Yeah, I'm gonna watch that game. I I my Miles Simon is we, my closest friend in basketball. And, you know, he's an assistant coach with the Lakers. Yesterday, he's watching for the very first time himself play in the national championship game against Kentucky. He was tweeting stuff out. It was amazing. Bill Self, same thing. Like he watched, 
It was during the week, I think, he was watching their national championship game against Memphis, and he's tweeting as the game's being played, like, reasons he did what he did. Like, it was amazing. It was an incredible way to, it was like, uh, um, what's the show? Mystery Science Theater 3000, you mm-hmm. know that show? Yeah, yeah. I, I still, patent pending, patent pending, Pen- trademark, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. right? I said, like, w- why don't we have this for sports? Right, where you have a game, and then as it's being played, that's what CBS should have done was, have these guys in and like stop it and have the coaches and talk about each play and what they're thinking here and why they're doing. Instead, now we're getting on Twitter. It's great. I like. That. I'm rubbing off on you with the patent pending. Patent I like pending, that. Now you got, make sure you say that you can be able to make money on that. It's yeah. a pretty good deal. Oh, uh, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, you know you talk about watching that. Remember the first time that I did a radio show with Jalen Rose, right? And we were he looked. We were talking about he was had the documentary coming out on the uh, Fab Five, right? And it was coming out of Fab Five. And we were talking about the game, and I, I had the box score of the game printed out. He goes, let me see. He says, I've never seen the box score. I go, you've never seen the box score of the Chris Webber timeout game? I said, you never seen the box He goes, no, I, I just never. Let me see. He goes, oh, man, I had a terrible game. And he shot like 6 or 15. He goes, oh, man, wow. I had a really bad. I didn't think I had that bad a game. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. He goes, yeah, it was just, oh. And he's looking at, he's looking at all, the, all the different stats, and, and, and we get down. He goes, you know, and that final play, too. And he's and he, and he, and he, Bangs the the his hand on the on, on the on the um, table in front, and he goes, you know, it's not so much about the timeout, you know, but like look at the play how how it set it up, right? Why does why does Chris Webber dribble the ball down the floor? Like, there's look, just do the do the whole stop. Come here, give me the basketball. I'm the point guard. There's two of us, and there's one of him. Right. Why are you dribbling the ball down the floor? And he's saying as he's looking at the box score, and he's getting really animated. I'm going. Oh my God! I feel like I'm I'm back in history now. Like you know, twenty years. This is back in probably like 2010, 2011. I'm like going back in time with him. Watch this. Going, oh wow, okay. And and he told me you know some other stuff about the game too. And about he was probably if he was open right behind the arc, and if Weber had seen him, he was going to take a three, and that could have changed everything and, and all kinds of stuff. Yes, yeah, so everybody. Would, I mean, like that, that's kind of an athlete thing too, which everybody remembers. I would have. I would have shot it. I would have made it. <laughs> well, he didn't say he would have made it. There's he never, said he never shot guys it. like, you know, I might have had shooting 40% from three. <laughs> but, like, again, take the 97 game, right? It's Rick Pitino, yeah. a loaded team, trying to win back-to-back championships. Um, forget about what Arizona, like, people, people, again, when we look back at the Arizona team, you think of they beat three one seeds in order to win the championship and all this other stuff. But the, the bigger part to me was, Two things. In the game, Lute Olsen sat Michael Dickerson, who's his leading scorer, average 19 a game. He sat him because mm-hmm. he was tight. He was tight. Like, yeah, he was he was cold in the diamonds tight. And then the game went to overtime. Um, Arizona was up five or six, and they hit two. Le- Kentucky hit two late threes to send it to overtime. Like Those com- completely forgotten that they're down three and Epps steps into a three with like 11 seconds to go to tie the game. Like in the in the lineage of of the great shots in NCAA history, like that's a, no one ever mentions it, right? Because they lost in overtime, right? Um, or the shot that was hit before Jenkins hit a three. After, if you remember, North Carolina hit a double clutch three, right? The lefty point guard, I don't remember his. Like again, like mm. not even, he was the best player. I don't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doug Gottlieb, college basketball analyst. Yeah. So <laughs> you, um, and then Arizona didn't. Score a field goal in overtime. It's all free throws. Yeah. All free throws. But these are things that you only pick up the second. You're like, oh, I, f- I forgot what was unique about that game. What was distinct about that game. I, so, look, am I somebody that likes to go back? Because there are times when you go back and you watch some of the games. And you're like, man, it's like the Sabruder footage, right? It, it, the, 
The quality of camera work is not great. The replay is not great. TV has clearly gotten better. Um, but one, Jim Nance sounds exactly the same. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> like yesterday, there was the 97 game and the 2010 Butler-Duke game. Nance, different analysts, sounded exactly the same. I mean, ex- it was exactly the same. It was really remarkable. Um, but sometimes we build these guys up as they were great way back. And then you watch the tape, you're like, yeah, they didn't really dribble with their left hand. And there was no three-point line. And basketball was kind of boring in the early 80s, you know? So... I, I get it that if you've studied it, it's not as good the second time. I do think for this short period of time where we have no sports, it, it's been good in its stead. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Good morning. Happy Monday, Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today. Coming up next, we now have a new date for the Olympics next year, and the NBA might have a big idea to help save the season. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. And uh, I want to make this announcement before we get any further because I I want people to know this. Everything is fine. Dan and the Danettes are off this week. Yeah. It's a planned week off. Everything is fine. They are off this week. They're posting videos of, uh, you know, every everything is fine. They're right. off. We're in. It's a planned week of vacation for Dan and the Danettes. Yeah, which I guess they were working from a planned right before yeah. this for this thing. Right. Because yeah. now you're like, what's you what can you really what can you really do? Um, look, we are actually here for you. And it's interesting because we're kind of in similar spots. Right. Although we can still do our job mm-hmm. and most many people cannot. But I think everybody's in that same like, OK, do I just stay here or do i like go to the beach and rent a beach house and you know but you can't actually go to the beach anymore no you go to the you can you can rent a beach house you just can't go onto the beach right yeah it's i it's a it's a very strange existence super super strange existence um but i do think that we've we've done this thing in sports where guys want to be i guess the quote is more than an athlete right they Mm want to be seen as more that I'm not just, it's just basketball is just what I do, not who I am. Like that's actually not a bad thing, right? Everyone in their life would love yeah. to be just about ball and make it work financially. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Like sports is what I do and it's who I am. I do have other interests. I don't have to tell you about all of them. You don't necessarily care about all of them, but I, I think like here, here's what I think life is black and white without sports. And sports add color to it. And I think that of the things that we will run to when this is over, like most, I, I would say some relationships will be closer. Some I'd say marriages will probably end because mm-hmm. of it, right? Time together. I would guess that there'll be plenty of like my big thing. My kids go to sleep away summer camp and I miss them like crazy. Now I'm still going to miss my kids, but not nearly as much this year. Cause <laughs> I see them a lot, right? I got great kids. I see them a lot. They're tired of me and I'm tired of them already. Can you imagine? It's only been two an- weeks. Can you imagine in another month? It's, it's going to be at least, yeah, I mean. We- like, can you imagine another month? Like, oh my God. So my point is there are things we're going to run to. I'd say there'll be lots of vacations. People will go to a vacation, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, there's, uh, I'd say that people will do things without their children because they've done, I don't need a family trip. I've been, I've been around my kids the whole time. And I think we'll run to sports because we start to realize like, yeah, it's kind of lame to be at home on a Saturday and Sunday and a ball game not be on. 
I will always, I usually always have a ball game on, but now I will always, always have a ball game on. Yeah, it's, you know, look, if for, for me, it's weird because this whole last couple weeks, you know, my show's at night. So usually, you know, if I'm not doing something else, you know, work-wise, but, but I'm home during the day right. and I'm home. My wife and I are home and we do our things during the day. We go to the movies, we, we go to lunch, we do, but we're home during the day and I get to pick up my daughter every day from school, which is awesome. And so I feel, so for me, it, it, the adjustment has been like, okay, now we're at home and now my daughter's home with us every day. So I'm like, okay, and you know, and it's it's weird, obviously, for everybody, and it's it's weird her being home. She does her lessons though, but she's in the other room, and now I'm doing shows from home at night. So it's weird that I can walk out of the office and go, hey, what's going on? Uh, we got anything in the refrigerator? I'm gonna have something here. So it's it's very weird, but I think you know because we're all at home. Like you know, you asked me earlier, like what what am I gonna run to? Like right when this when this ends and, yeah. and we go to, is it all certain things I think about, you know, going out to dinner again and going out to the movies again, you know, doing all things that I've done. But what I really, I, I come to this vision of going out and watching my daughter play soccer or yes. coaching her in softball. Yes. Like that's what I think of. No, that's what I think of. That's what I want to do again. I want to see her doing that again. It's a great point. People, everybody say, well, I'm going to go to my favorite restaurant. Well, like, like a lot of people have been ordering out because we're trying to save these local businesses anyway. Right. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same as a great restaurant. You know, waited on hand and foot. Like everybody's, you're, or you're just your favorite restaurant, your favorite hang, seeing other people, being able to interact with them. I get it. The movies, I do. I think the movies are. I think they're dead. I think it's over. I do Be- because of Hollywood's the, done. No, I think the movies itself will still exist, but we're we're going to skip like four steps in the elimination of the theaters. Right, theaters were dying, and then now they have these. You know, where you can have drinks and. Relax now. Now you're like, why would I do? I can do the exact. You're one. You're gonna watch more movies over the next month than you ever thought possible. Yeah, right. Your 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 whole catalog of movies like saw that, saw that, saw that. Wire saw that. Breaking Bad saw that. Better Paul saw saw it. like all these series that people told you you should try. You finally tried every movie. You have like your one. I'm done. I will be done with watching movies. And two, I'll realize why don't they just stream in my house? If not, I'll wait. I I think I think movie theaters die. I. I agree with you though on watching your kid play sports. My my son has a he's been in a travel program for I guess two years now, two two and a half years. And the coach is a great guy, and um, he just randomly texts me on Saturday like, "Hey, how you hanging in? Miss coaching your kid." One that's like the greatest thing ever. Yeah, my son's not the world's greatest, but he's a good little baseball player. He's not the best, but he's a fun kid to coach. Like he loves ball. So to get that text is amazing. And then I was like, I was just thinking, I love just being at a baseball baseball field, you know, getting a bag of seeds and giving him his, him having a bag of seeds and watching him play. Like, that's the best. Yeah. It's the best. That's what I keep, that's what I keep default. That's the vision I keep getting in my head is was, of her, of her playing either. Cause I coach her in so I usually coach her in soccer, yeah. but now we're in the all-star season, which now gets cut. So now, so I'm not coaching her in all-stars, but that going out and the parents are fun and the, and the atmosphere is fun. It's a fun team. And I'm missing, I'm missing seeing her do those yeah. things, you know, and I'm missing coaching her in softball and all this stuff happening. And it, you know, that's my vision more of that. What I'm going to do. It's, it's really, it, it revolves around sports. It's not anything else. The most, most of the stuff that everybody, you know, the everyday stuff you're going to go back and do, but that's the specific vision that I keep having when I think what, what's what's going to what am I going to look forward to the most when, when that's going on? When do you think? Do you think hoop is NBA hoop is what we get back first? No, I I I think hoop is going to be the last one we get back. And I, you know, we well, had the story this after week. football. 
Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. The last we get back, they got interrupted. Okay. They got interrupted. Because we have the story this weekend that the NBA is going to try to uh, have bubble teams, uh, bubble cities, like a couple of cities where they have teams live and play the rest of the regular season schedule in as they're trying to do anything to complete this season. And I, I look at NBA like this because I think it was a very big thing for LeBron on Friday night to do that podcast with Richard Jefferson and say, hey, we're nothing without the fans. Where I'm not high-fiving anybody anymore. What's it going to be like if I'm going for a loose ball against somebody who I know had coronavirus? And every time LeBron talks, there's a reason for that. And I think LeBron was firing that first uh, salvo to Commissioner Silver and everything about, you guys can talk about making all these plans about when we're going to come back and pushing us to come back to play with no fans and all this stuff, but we're not coming back until we're ready. And you forget about that part of it where obviously the teams want to come back. Teams are losing money. They want to come back. They have television contracts and everything else. And the owners are going to say, hey, let's let's play these games. We just won't have fans. And the players are going to raise their hand and go, well, hang on a second, hang on. So it's not safe for the fans to come because we don't want them, but us banging bodies with each other and actually swapping body fluid and sweat, that's okay? Oh, hang on. I don't know that we're ready for that. I, I, I think we have to be really cognizant that once even they get okay we can we can have public gatherings again that players in all sports whether it's the nba the nhl major league baseball go wait are we sure we're all really safe and i don't know that we're ready to come back right now just because you say you want us to come back we'll play in empty stadiums uh, that's not social distancing it's not a lot of things i think the players are going to be a little bit more nervous about saying hey we're ready to come back and play right now obviously they all want to play Right, they all want to play. They want to get back. They want to get back to what doing what they're doing and what they love. And everybody wants to get back to doing what they're doing and what they love. But in the end, when you're faced with it, they're going to say, "We want to make sure this is absolutely safe." And is it absolutely safe if we're if you're quarantining us in cities and we're with each other and we're playing games against other people from other cities where we're interacting with twenty five well, or thirty people? differently on a day where there's close body contact. That's something that I think a lot of players are going to go, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm ready for that right now. Uh, well, there's a couple things. Um, I'm I'm going to totally disagree with you about LeBron. I think LeBron's spoken out of his ass several times in this deal, and he looks foolish. You know, the, the whole I don't want to play in front of no fans. Uh, we, we understand, buddy. Uh, but the realities of it are that the NBA needs you to be on television. It's not ideal. Less than ideal. The NBA's ratings have been crushed. One reason was LeBron James left the Eastern Conference, right? And I, again, would you prefer to play in front of 20,000? Sure. But oh yeah, by the way, your fans also watch on TV, right? And worldwide, there's nothing going on. One, the NBA wants to be back on because it helps the ratings. Two, because we kind of need something else on TV. And if anything, it'll help all of these guys' brands. But the idea, like LeBron, he was the first to back backpedal when he was... He was first asked about it in the locker room when this first came up. I want, I'm not playing in front of no fans. I won't show up. And then like two days later, he's like, you know, if we had to play in front of no fans. Now he's on Richard Jefferson's podcast. Like that doesn't, the NBA has got to figure out. And Mark Cuban's been ahead of this. They got to figure out a way to get on TV. People need sports and the NBA needs it for all of their business partners, as well as to help their own brand. Um, I, I think personally, they'll be the first ones back. Um, but the, the hard part is going to be how long does it take to get them up and going ready to play probably two weeks before you can play any sort of game. And then you're talking three or four weeks before you could ever get to any sort of playoffs. So you're looking at, you know, June to June 15th at the earliest to see basketball games. 
play, playoff basketball games being played. I, I look at see. I said for a while that that golf and NASCAR will come back first, just because of the social distancing they can have. You know, you're, if you're a NASCAR driver in your car by yourself, obviously your pit crew is together. But if you can figure out a way to social distance and be, you know, that'll work. Golf, you're out, you're in fresh air. You are, you can social distance from your caddy if you need to. Uh, all these things can happen. Baseball, I think, will come back because it's also an outdoor sport. There's the least amount of of body contact than there is in the other sports, but I look at I look at the the NBA and I look at the NHL and MLS and I think how are they gonna how are they gonna do it when it's when it's 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 that close body contact where the Rudy Gobert because it scared everybody that the scare came from the NBA the scare didn't come from Major League Baseball or the other sport I don't the know whole country scared. shut down because of yeah, Rudy Gobert yeah, no no I I understand but I don't because Rudy Gobert. You know, he had the symptoms where he couldn't smell or taste, whatever. Uh, but because we didn't see them visibly sick and feel like they were actually really sick, I don't know if that resonates to the NBA players the way you think it it hits them the way you think it does. I just don't. I, they, those guys, they are like, I'm probably asymptomatic. I probably had it already. Most of those guys think they already had it already. I mean, perfect example is as contagious as this is, and it's really, really contagious. Utah Jazz had two guys that had it. The rest of the team, they, they touched the same basketball. They were on the same team. Only one other guy had it. Um, and so I, I don't think that they're, I don't, that's not, that's not NBA players. Do I think that they're in a league that is generally super cautious and maybe even to the point of being, you know, to if you like left leaning liberal, like let's be super, super safe. I think that's the persona of the league. But of each individual player, I don't think any of these guys think they would get legitimately sick. I think they think it like the guys think of it like it's the flu. Like, all right, it goes to the team. Everybody has it. We move on. That's how they think of it. Until, I didn't say that's. I didn't say that's the reality. No, I get. I'm but saying that's how dudes think of it. I I I disagree. But I also think the more we start seeing people who are dying of it. It gets a little bit more real the more times you see people die that you know who they are. Joe right. Diffie, big country music, yeah. one of the biggest stars in country music in the '90s. Uh, you know, he passed away over the weekend. Yeah. We saw a couple of college basketball stars, you know, uh, pass away. Healthy guys in their in their mid 40s. Uh, one guy played for St. John's, and he was a he got it at DJing at a party. And he was a former cop, was 49 years old, you know, no symptoms. I mean, that that's a tough thing. Once you once we start seeing, oh boy, because it's gonna unfortunately happen no, because is, that, that, is, that's think, that's gonna get to be more realistic for everybody. Think of the think of the NBA and of the traumatic moments in a basketball play in my lifetime, okay? I remember Len Bias dying, which was like, don't ever use cocaine. Mm -hmm. Right? I remember Magic getting HIV, which is always have protected set. Like I, I, you don't learn these lessons until you see these people and magic, you know, frankly still being alive and being healthy is amazing. Considering everybody I know thought he was going to die mm -hmm. and thought he was going to get AIDS and he, he hasn't. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, there's been other, I'm trying to think there's, there's one other one. Who's the other one I'm thinking? Oh, and hang gathers, mm -hmm. right. Which is like, Hey, when there's a heart problem, like you got to take it serious and shut it. Like you don't, until you see somebody who you idolize, you think is bigger than life, fall ill to it, or sorry, job drop dead from it. I I don't know if that really resonates, hits the way it hits, you know, people that are really paying attention. I agree with you. Like you're seeing legit people, not 
senior citizens 80 years old get sick. The Queen Elizabeth, I think, has it. Yeah. Right? Queen Elizabeth has it. But remember, we have, this is the end of March. We still have to go, we still got to go through the teeth of this. You know, this is still this. You know, I know There's it's been a two weeks. Group of people that think they've already had it. You know, and, I, and, 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 like, and you know, man, what? I had this cough. Yeah, in December. But I, I swear I, to God, <laughs> I got tested for everything. I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, no, I agree with. That. I think a lot of people have had it, and it's gone through their system, and 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 it's gone. I I firmly because how could you not? I mean, with with the, with the with the way we travel from country to country, and people talk, and you're close with each other, and the the hugs and everything that that you give. I mean, I I firmly believe that. But still, we we still have to go through. You know, the numbers are going to go up for this. I mean, so it, I know it's like, well, it's been two weeks. What do we got? And it's like, no, it's been two weeks, and it's still going to be another month. I mean, look, President Trump just continued this social distancing and and uh, through the beginning of of uh, May now, when he thought we can reopen the country on Easter Sunday. So it, it's we still have to go through more of this. This is not okay. Now now we're at it. We've seen it. I understand it. People will get into uh, a better groove of okay i got this now you know I, okay I, I get what this life is now this is we're going to be home we're going to do this and x y and z we go to the store one of us will go we're going to do it and we're going to get into that groove but th- this is not nearly going to be over where it's where it's okay after a couple of weeks now we're just going to play out the string until we can start playing again i mean it's it, it's we got to continue to buckle down here because we still have another month or two to get through with this at least i don't know i just i, I don't know i don't I'm I'm not a denier of when you have really smart people saying, hey, this is going to get really bad. Like they wouldn't be shutting everything down. But I also think that we have, you know, when, when you're having the Steve Ballmers put together $25 million, you know, 10 million of which is going to research in Seattle, like, and you have some of these factories changing and making respirators. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm one of those expect the worst, but hope for the best. I do think that without signing, sounding kind of cheeseball nationalist, I do think we put our minds to it. Like we'll be, we'll, there'll, there'll be a turning point here in the next week or two where between the numbers starting to level off some, which I think they're still obviously going to spike the numbers starting to level off. And then the number of respirators that are being made, like we just, you know, we sent a bunch apparently to China to help them when this first broke out, we, we just got to, got to get that thing up and running. And, you know, now you got these hospital ships in New York in LA. I, it, look, it's going to be less than ideal for a while, but I do think that this ultimately will work. And I, we're going to have sports in the spring. I don't know if we'll send our kids back to school. I'm convinced we'll have sport, some sort of sport dish getting back together in May. There's just too much money. That's the big thing. It's just too much money. It's left on the table and people have to work. And, you know, I just, when you're, when you're started talking about several different commas and major corporations losing massive amounts of money, I think we'll, even if for the wrong reason, that's the reason we will get back to being ourselves sooner rather than later. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Coming up next, hey, we now know when the Olympics are going to happen. Keep it right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We now have the new dates for the Tokyo Olympics. They will now begin opening ceremonies on July 23rd, 
2021. Same time slot scheduled for this year's games uh, almost exactly one year after the games were due to start. So we now have the rescheduled 2020 Olympic Games. Look, there have been people, and I don't know if you're one of them, that have been critical of whether it's the NCAA or whether it's the Olympics and the timing of canceling things. I I just, I don't know if you guys, if if everyone understands the logistics to setting all this stuff up. Like, you're talking about the Olympics, and obviously you felt like it was going to be really hard to get all these different people into one place. Mm -hmm. But they also probably operate into, okay, next year we're running into world championships and we're running into local games. Do we have, you got to get the facilities, you got to get the hotels, you got to have your Olympic village. You got to have the security. You got to have the, you got to talk to the airlines. Like all of these people have to be on board with postponing to a specific date. Cause you can't just, we're going to postpone on date undetermined. Like that's not the way they can work. Just it's a, it, there's a reason that Titanic had to, they didn't have a choice. It's too big to turn around, ran over the iceberg, you know, should they have turned slightly? Yes. This is too big a ship to turn around. It had to go at some point. And I mean, it sucks, but it, it also, I'm, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to be interested in what happens the Olympics with the NBA. Cause the NBA is not only likely going to go to the summer, late summer this year, but then next year, when do they start? They start in January. I mean, they start in December and then full slate in January. Are they going to end? And then we're not sending our players to the Olympics. Cause that's, that and track and field are the only two that people really pay attention. They really make a lot of money off of. That's where NBC, that's why they pay all that in addition to the volume and hours of coverage. So I'm fascinated based on what happens next with the Olympics. Uh, well, first of all, I like that you went to the Titanic reference. <laughs> Let's go to this. Too big. It's too big to fail. That, that's like the big one. It's too big to fail. It's too okay. big to fail. Yes. I, I wonder just how this is going to encapsulate what goes on to the next season in general, because if you have the NBA season, right, we talked about when it could come back. Let's just say it comes back sometime in June and we're playing into July and August. Look, Adam Silver said, we can play into August. We don't care. We have no time frame. You know, we, we can do it. We're going to finish this season. And all right, so then say you finish at the end of August. Are you still saying, all right, we're going to take some time off. We're going to come back and then we're going to have training camp and we're going to be ready to go uh, in, in mid-October? I, I don't know that that's going to be the case. I mean, I think you're going to have to postpone the beginning of the season because players are going to say, well, we want time off. And conversely, you could say, well, we just got time off because there's time off when we can't do anything. But I don't know that any of these other sports are going to be able to say, okay, yeah, we'll just finish this year and then we're going to pick right back up and start. I, 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 don't, I don't see that. I think we look at those seasons that were going to end. We were going to crown champions and saying, okay, well, we'll finish, but then forget about October, November. We're more thinking December and January could be. We could have truncated seasons next year, or we're going to do it later and then still have whole seasons, but now instead of ending when we normally do in the spring, that's we're going into the happen. summer. That's what's going to happen. That's, That's going to be with the really NBA. weird. I'll be interested to see you know, what happens to college basketball. I know you talk about the May, what was it, Mayhem? Mm-hmm. That was your Mayhem. May Mayhem, you like that, May, right? Just Mayhem. 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 I've always been a May Madness guy. It Pat should be a second semester of sport. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think the NBA is going to change forever because of this. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show, phone number 877-99 on Fox. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. Coming up next, the odds are out on who the Patriots' next quarterback is going to be. We'll tell you who it could be and who it's not going to be next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 